Welcome to Round Guy the Podcast. It's Smithburg Auto, Fairfield, Iowa. Two locations to serve you better. You need a car? Talk to David. We're here with the high school football from last night, the wrap-up show with uh, Scotty Melvin. We're on an hour later than we normally post this because the playoffs are here, and we're going to attack this in two ways. We're going to do a segment about last night's games, and then we're going to do a segment about uh, the playoffs. So how's it going, Scott? Real good. So uh, first, I want to uh, just go over the uh, the round guy picks, and then we're going to talk about all the rest of the stuff because there's a lot of stuff that happened that we're outside of this. So, uh, Fairfield or Fort Madison went to North Scott. How did that go? I watched this one uh, unfold on Twitter. Um, I was at a JV game last night, freezing, and it was a lot of fun over in uh, Louisa Muscatine. And so I'm watching uh, this one unfold on Twitter, listening to the Washington Fairfield game as I could on the radio. Fort Madison, uh, you know, they gave North Scott a battle. Kind of reminded me of the way Burlington battled North Scott. Um, North Scott's hanging their hat on defense. and But they've got a very balanced and efficient offense. And they don't necessarily, against some of these better uh, teams, run out to big leads early. But they just keep kind of chipping away offensively with a stifling defense that, that is just tough for anybody to score on. And that's how this one ended up. Um, they just kind of steadily kept adding points. And they shut Fort Madison out, which is indicative of how tough they are on defense. Because we all know that Fort Madison's uh, offense is very potent. And they have one of the best quarterbacks in the state, especially in Class 4A. North Scott wins 35-0 over Fort Madison last night. Well, that's the... So they fared a little better than Burlington. A touchdown better. It, it was like almost a carbon copy of that that game uh, that Burlington gave North Scott. It's just Fort Madison held them uh, one touchdown less. Okay. Well, we've got a lot of exciting uh, games here to talk about. But could you give me uh, the – you said you went to Louisa County for a game. Uh, could you tell me about their facilities and what it, what it, that's like, that experience was like? It was, it was a, it's a nice, uh, a nice place to go watch a ball game. And it's kind of sad to see that they're having uh, the struggles that they are with their varsity program. They um, were scheduled to play Minneapolis last night. Um, apparently couldn't field a full, a full roster. So they had forfeited to Minneapolis, which helped Minneapolis out in the playoff uh, picture if things went a certain way. So we went over there. A uh, good friend of ours, son plays for Minneapolis and, uh, you know, it was a junior varsity game, but it was very exciting. There were a lot of big plays. Um, both teams did pretty well. Minneapolis was better. They won. We I don't know by how much we left early. There was a lot of scoring. Real potent offense. Um, Minneapolis has a great team on the field right now, varsity-wise, but they've got a bright future ahead. A lot of numbers there. Uh, a lot of kids out for football. A lot of speed. Got some size. I look for Minneapolis to... Uh, have some good success in the in the years coming, and and the Wise of Muscatine. I hope they get their uh, their program up and running because they do have a nice field. They seem to have pretty good support from the community there, considering we're you know at a JV game. And uh, you know, I, I didn't see anything there that led me to believe there's no reason for them to get a, a decent football program going. But we'll we'll see how it goes going forward. So it was nice facilities and a nice experience, and you'd recommend it, huh? Yeah, they've got a they've got a real nice field, big press box, uh, a good PA announcer, which is something I've enjoyed this year getting out to the games. I don't know what it was like when you went down to Fairfield, but you know you, you see some pretty 
interesting uh, ways to have a high school football game called. I, I will give Winfield Mountain Union the top spot, though, on that. Their PA announcer is the best, and they have a great uh, atmosphere there. I recommend anybody in the area. If you want to see uh, some some interesting play call, go to Winfield Mountain Union. So back to the back to the pits and last night. So here's a big matchup, you know, that I know our listeners are pretty interested in. Now, Burlington at Liberty. I mean, is the question is, could Liberty handle Williams or not? What, what was the tale of the tape that night? Well, any of us have talked about this game going in. Uh, it's very simple. And like Coach Harris said on your program, you know, simple is not always easy. And that's kind of how this one turned out. I, I feel like uh, Liberty gave a really good accounting for themselves defensively. But what did we say? We said they they could give up some yards to Williams, but they couldn't let him in the end zone. And he got in the end zone a couple times, a couple big plays, which uh, Coach Harris said their defense has been solid, but they've been um, subject to the big play here and there, and that's frustrating. And that's what did them in last night. They had a shot to win this game at the end with a 48-yard field goal try, Liberty did, and they missed it, so they lost 20-18 to 18 in a tight one. 20-18, to 18, wait. Hey, that's a big win for Burlington, don't you think? It's huge. Um, I think that sets them up to get in the playoffs, regardless of how next week goes. They've got that big game against Fort Madison. Uh, Fort Madison probably needs to win that game, I think. And uh, Burlington might be sitting pretty either way. I'm not sure how that shakes out. I haven't looked at the bigger schools yet, but I'm sure you're going to hurt them any. But that's going to no, put that's, that's going to put one for Burlington. That's going to put Iowa City Liberty out of the playoffs. Yeah, that knocks them out. And you know what? I I wouldn't hang my head if I'm uh, on the coaching staff or any of the players. They they uh, had a brutal schedule. They did really well for themselves. They had a lot of these close games too awesome. that they came up short in. Yeah, it happens. Can't win them all. <laughs> uh, talk to us about the uh, Washington or Cedar Rapids, Washington, Oskaloosa. This is one I had to follow on the Twitter as well. And, and man, uh, shout out to anybody that was, you know, sports reporters and fans and stuff last night. Twitter was easier to find scores and, and uh, action on than, than normal. And it's a great source as it is on Friday nights. But last night was really rocking. And uh, Washington, I think most of us picked them to beat Oski. Yeah, Cedar Rapids, um, Washington. Yeah, you know, they're, they're kind of the bigger school drawn from that big Cedar Rapids, uh, you know, population for, for athletes. And uh, not knowing much about them, I went with them. And they, they did well. They just kind of poured it on Oski. Um, I got a final score here. Where is it at? Cedar Rapids, Washington, 35, Oski, zero. So they shut them out on the road. Um, pretty good win for Washington. Yeah, that Oskaloosa program is just shut completely off. Folks, uh, I don't know what happened. It just, just somewhere the switch went off. But maybe Cedar Rapids, Washington is that good. So, maybe uh, let's let's not get down too much on the Indians there. I think they, you know, and, and like we've said, you know, the reporters you've had on from KCII have said, you, you play who's in front of you. And I think Oski just just panned out that their uh, their schedule was a little lighter early in the season, and it's gotten pretty tough down the stretch. And, and uh, you know, that's when everything gets sorted out, and sometimes the way things start isn't the way they end, and that's just kind of how it's gone for Oski. All right. Well, let's go to uh, Mount Pleasant at Clinton. This was kind of a fun matchup on paper. We thought so. Um, and I think most of us picked Clinton going again with that you know, larger town, more population to pick athletes from 
thing to, to pick the winner. And, and I thought Clinton might have a little more. I didn't know that they were going to be this much better. Mount Pleasant came out and, they, and they've done this a couple of weeks in a row, drove right down the field and scored and took a leap early in the game and then just basically shut off. And, uh, Clinton won this one going away 49-7. Uh, Mount Pleasant couldn't stop him all night. Well, well. Okay, now here was a fun game. Uh, I couldn't get – I was on this one from start to finish. I didn't – it was, I thought, very exciting. Uh, Washington at Fairfield. Washington's number 29. Fairfield's number 28. Washington's five and – or two and five. Fairfield's five and two, but Washington's coming on strong. Uh I know you listened to some of this game. What was your thoughts? I, I got to hear most of this one, uh, you know, first half. The second half, I just kind of was able to check in a little bit. So you're going to know more about this one than me. But we all thought going in that Washington had an advantage despite that uh, losing record over Fairfield due to the level of teams that they've played through the season, whereas Fairfield's had kind of that soft schedule. Turns out they were pretty even matched. Um, listening to it in the first half, I thought, wow, Washington's going to really drop one on on the Trojans tonight. Uh, some things were not going Fairfield's way, though, and that it was sort of an odd first half with two safeties. And uh, that's just how it goes sometimes. Washington had that strange 11 to nothing lead there for a little bit. And I think, would they get up to 17 to zero before Fairfield finally got on the board there at the end of the half? Yeah, that, that Tate Allen who orchestrated drive at the end of the half in almost every game he plays at the beginning yeah, of the yeah. first half. He looked really, I mean, he looked really terrible and they looked really good. Uh, I mean, but he was uh, really playing hard. He wanted to get into the playoffs. You could tell, didn't you? Yeah. And and they're not out of it yet. I don't think, but it's, it's going to be tough sledding. They, you know, like we've talked about their, their toughest games are, how uh, the ones they finish with. So. so again, let's go over how that went. You know, uh, they, they started out with a safety in the end zone uh, for uh, Washington sacked uh, the uh, Fairfield in the end zone and got it off for a safety. Then Fairfield kicked off to Washington who returned it for a touchdown, which I think might've been their first touchdown on special teams this year. And then, so now it's seven to nothing, you know, and then uh, another safety. So now it's 11 to nothing. And then, uh, yeah, I don't, I can't, they scored again, but I know right at the, at the half, it looked really bad. And then all of a sudden Tate just drove it right down. Uh, he did throw for two touchdowns. Uh, the Washington's defense was really, you know, just like they always are, but Fairfield's defense pretty stymied too. In fact, that second half was uh, really – they really put the clamps on them. But it was a heck of a game, a lot of fun. Uh, would this final score at that one come out? I believe it was uh, – wasn't it 17 to 14? Yeah, 17-14. 17-14. Yeah. Well, it couldn't have been 17. That's 20, That's I, I thought it was 21-17 or 12. Well, KCII's got it at 1714. 17 was a three point deal, and, it, and Fairfield did miss a, a field goal and had several opportunities. I mean, because uh, Washington turned the ball over one time, gave him good field position, and then shanked a punt one time, gave him field, good field position, back to back, you know, series. And uh, one time he was in field goal range, and then they pushed him back out of field goal range. and one of the drives they got into field goal range and, and just missed a field goal. Otherwise, 
they'd probably still be playing the way those two teams were going last night. All right. Yeah, it sounds sound like a classic uh, rivalry battle that we're used to seeing in 3A around here. You know, uh, it's hard to predict a winner any given Friday with these uh, teams that uh, play in that, that district around here. All right. Well, let's get uh, get keep moving here. We got Mid Prairie at uh, Davis County. That was uh, Davis County played better than everybody thought. I think in that one. Yeah, I'd agree. Final score: Mid Prairie ended up winning forty nine to thirty two. And and frankly, from watching this one unfold, you know, through the reports I was seeing on Twitter, I never felt like Mid Prairie was in danger of losing this game. But they couldn't quite shake the Mustangs off either, you know. And uh, so I think that's a good, uh, a good accounting for for Davis County to hang in there with a team like we we've been talking about. We think is on the level of a Williamsburg, well, and that's saying something. So I would uh, say you know, uh, to, the, uh, to the Golden Hawks, they they won this one. They're in the playoffs, looking good. Well, Davis County, I think they were one of the teams that overperformed this week. Uh, Mid Prairie just keeps on rolling. They're in the playoffs, and uh, they had a fine season this year, and uh, they're looking pretty strong. Now, here's yeah. a game that wasn't, you know, run, the running clock we thought it was going to be, but uh, Van Buren went to Sigourney. Sigourney closed it out 8-0. Uh, I don't know what the final was on that. 49-0, uh, to zero, Cobras. Um, and I think they had that 49 before half, which was entirely uh, expected by everyone. Yeah, I think it was 21 to nothing within minutes uh, of that game starting. But then again, you know what? Sigourney needed to get, you know, tune themselves up for the playoffs, and they definitely did that. That's that's all you can do in these kind of games. And, uh, you know, uh, kudos to Van Buren for – you're seeing – and I don't know the reason behind this, but I, I've seen several times this year, sometimes when a, an overmatched squad is, is going up against one of the elites of the – the state there's a forfeit there but some of these schools no matter what they're lining up every week knowing they're probably going to take it on the chin and van buren did that and uh you know they uh, came out on the short end but uh you know well, they, they played i'm sure they played hard and, yeah. and uh no shame in that they wound up two and six everybody has to take steps forward and i, I would consider this year a step forward for van buren do you I think so. You know, they. I feel like in my time over here in Iowa over these last couple of decades or so, it, that's a school that, uh, you know, football's not really been its forte. And they do have their great athletes here and there that come through and play football and, and they'll have some successful seasons. But by and large, they, I think I've seen them have a lot of winless seasons. And you know what? This was not a winless season. Um, so that's something. That's step something forward. So, all right, uh, here was a kind of a fun matchup. Uh, I don't know if it went my way or not, but uh, Cardinal 5-2 uh, and two went to Pleasantville 3-4. and four. What, what happened here? Man, this was a huge disappointment to me because I predicted Cardinal would rebound in a big way, you know, after those two tough uh, games that they had against Sigourney and Pella Christian. And I thought, boy, they're going to – they're going to – score big time in this game. They're going to put a running clock and, and have that huge momentum to ride into the playoffs. And you know what? It, it didn't go that way. Pleasantville fought. They were the home team and uh, they wanted it a little more. 29-28, they beat Cardinal by oh, a point. Oh, well, that's, that's a great game. 29-28. Uh, yeah. Both. 
and Cardinals still in the playoffs. You know, nothing nothing lost here. But uh, I was really hoping they would ride the, the momentum. Well, that finishes Pleasantville out at four and three, and uh, oh, five and three for Cardinal. Um, yeah. If they, it, look, if they fought, they only lost by one point. That, that's that's. Then they get in the playoffs. That's no problem. Okay, yeah. so uh, this one didn't go uh, well. It went the way we thought, but uh, not the way we hoped. Maybe Winfield Mount Union at English Valley. Yeah, I I uh, hated to predict the Bears in this, just because Winfield's local to me here, and and uh, you know you, I always like to stick with them, and I love their team. I think they've got a great team, um, but this district is extremely tough, and English Valley is one of those top tier tough teams in it what surprised me a bit here is the way they won they um they handled winfield from the get-go and 54 to 18 was the final i mean they really put it on the wolves i did not expect that i expected them to win but i thought it'd be uh, a lot closer than that yeah it was uh so did uh you got any numbers on cam for that game I don't have any stats on anybody yet, and uh, I can only kind of speculate here. You know, he's going to be responsible for yards and points in every game Winfield plays. He's, so what, what, what does that do for Winfield Mount Union? Likely they're knocked out of the playoffs. Um, I've got the list downloaded of who's in and who's out. I don't think they made it. I think that knocked them out, uh, losing that game, plus New London winning over HLB. Okay, now that's the beat-the-round guy stuff. Now what about the rest of the, the game that we still need to get to talk to? About. Well, some area scores here. Uh, one that didn't shock me, but I, I noticed on KCII, I think Cole and Zach both picked Iowa Valley to beat Lone Tree last night in that eight-player district, and Lone Tree eked out a 42 to a 40 victory. And I and I thought from seeing both teams in person, Lone Tree and Iowa Valley were very similar, but Lone Tree just was a little bit less uh, prone to mistakes and a little bit um, tighter on what they do. So that doesn't surprise me that the Lions won. Well, there were some great games this weekend, wasn't there? Yeah, uh, I mean, some close. There's some blowouts out there, but there were some really hard-fought ones, some heartbreakers. Uh, New London went to HLV, who'd only won one game on the year. New London did what we expect. They won 32-6. to That was a little bit closer than I thought it would be. I uh, I really had New London winning that by running clock, but, you know, it doesn't always go that way. Okay, Pekin well, did what we expected. They lost to Highland 49-14. Um, I've... Highlands in the playoffs, so that's good. Uh, Wapolo beat North Cedar forty-eight to six. So Wapolo, another area team, there. Can you give me that score again. Could you give me that score again? Wapolo forty-eight, North Cedar six. Okay. So they're in. The Indians are in. Columbus, uh, one of my uh, sentimental pick here because uh, they're great sophomore running backs, the son of a friend of mine that I train with up at uh, the gym in Washington. They needed to win this game to get in the playoffs, and they dropped a heartbreaker 13-9 to to Alvernet. Yeah, I heard everyone was talking about that. Yeah, and I'd love to see Columbus back in the postseason. You know, a lot of them saying that this, this wasn't going to be next year. They said this wasn't going to be no gimme at Alvernet, they said. No, these two teams, I think on paper, were – very evenly matched, and I'll bet that game was a great one to watch. It was another close one, like you said, you know, high drama, great game. Um, sorry for Columbus, but they I really think they took a step forward this year. What else you got? All right, we got the Mediapolis uh, victory by virtue of forfeit okay. against the Muscatine. 
Um, Centerville in Class 2A beat Central Lee, one of our Southeast Iowa teams. We fully expected that. Centerville 54, Central Lee 0. They got back on track. Yeah, yeah, and I, I haven't seen if they're in the playoffs or not. I don't think they are, but I could be wrong. Uh, Williamsburg beats Eddieville Blakesburg Fremont 42-0. to zero. That's completely expected. Um, and we go up to 3A. West Burlington, Notre Dame, and Keokuk, two of the teams that have fallen on hard times in our uh, little corner of Iowa this year, dealing with a lot of injuries, having to shift guys around on offense, playing positions they haven't played. Uh, it's really worked out well for West Burlington, Notre Dame. They've actually uh, seemed to overcome a key injury that they had earlier in the season to their star running back by shifting some kids into some new spots, and it's working out well, but they're not getting the victories. They are putting up some points, though. They ended up dropping this to Keokuk 26-21, to so Keokuk finally gets off the schneid there. And another great game for the people. I mean, how many? Yeah. about half of them are like that this week. You got to think for even the kids in the games, even even the ones on the losing side, the fact that they battled and were in it and, you know, sure they made improvements by getting more reps out there. Um, that never hurts anything. Just real, really no loser here. But uh, Keokuk did get the victory. Uh, one that was really interesting to watch unfold last night on Twitter in Class 3A has implications for teams in our area was Solon versus Grinnell up at Grinnell. And I think uh, the Tigers must have been fired up to, to face this, you know, Solon juggernaut. Oh, and yeah. What was the deal with that? I heard uh, there was some news about that game. Well, it's got some playoff implications. And, and you know, Solon, they're going to have a target on their back. They're, they're a top five team. They've been blowing out everybody they've played all season long. And uh, the thing about 3A I've always noticed is – it's one of the more uh, tough dis uh, divisions in the state where it seems like there's not a lot of separation, you know, with between the teams. Uh, you think you know what's going to happen on a Friday night, and sometimes you get shocked. And I thought that was what was going to happen here for a while. Grinnell raced out to a 10 nothing lead. We're giving Solon nothing, you know. Uh, defensively, they were just really stingy. And... Um, they were turning Solon over, just uncharacteristic things that people are not used to seeing from from Solon. But it didn't last, and and you know Solon's explosive. They put up some points real fast going into the break and took the lead back, and then just kind of slowly ground away from there and ended up winning thirty five seventeen. But Grinnell was in this thing till late and uh, really made a good accounting for themselves. Uh, that's that's a team in three A that I would be. You know, I, I wouldn't want them on my schedule, especially if you got to go there to Grinnell. They look like they're really tough at home. Yeah, they're a tough team. Well, uh, you're listening to Scotty Melvin uh, on the recap show on Round Guy the podcast. Uh, wow. So, uh, are you you got anything else to wrap it up with? Or? Uh, not really. Um, small interest at Tumwa. You know, they – Got another victory last night, 36-28 over Des Moines North, so good for them. Um, saw a little bit of the stats from that game, and I didn't see anything from the from the young guy that had all the, that record-setting uh, rushing yardage a couple of weeks ago for a time. So I don't know if he's out with an injury or whatever, but they, they got the victory last night. So what was the score there? Up. Do you remember? What's that? Do you remember the score? Uh, for this game? For a time yeah, Atumwa 36, Des Moines North 28. Oh, another great game. So I counted six games within one score that you mentioned, and 
one with one point different, two with two, one with three. So, yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of close games is a great job. Okay, uh, we're going to wrap this up here. Uh, Smithburg Auto, two locations to serve you better. Need a car? Talk to David. Uh, we're going to wrap this up, and we're going to do another episode about the high school playoffs. So thanks for listening. <laughs>